Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I am the host of the show. My name is Bree, and I run the Brown Girl Self-Care page um, in case you are new here and this is your first time listening to an episode first of all thank you very much for listening I appreciate that Um, but what I wanted to say is that just so you know this is a space created for us where we can be free and and unapologetic about our needs and and self-care and self-love and healing and all that good stuff so while you're listening um, I always ask that you just Put aside that guilt that you might be feeling for even taking, you know, a few minutes for yourself to even listen to the podcast. Like this is a guilt-free zone and we do get all the way real. So like I said, I really appreciate you tuning in. I'm so happy to see another Monday morning, which is great. My Mondays these days, um, they have not been as crappy as they used to be. Uh, I for now I'm not working a nine to five. So I no longer cringe on Sunday nights. Actually, I'm cringing for other reasons, but not because it's Monday. So I think the biggest thing I've learned so far, um, since quitting my job is that the things that you focus on or that you, I guess, fear for lack of better words, or or things that really just kind of pop out at you and kind of just stress you out, they shift once you make changes. So like my nine to five was just like this big monster that was hanging over my shoulder, you know, looking over my shoulder. And now that I am right now not employed, you know, now there's other monsters that are just kind of like lurking in the shadows. So it's just like that shift in awareness is just the more you grow and expand and, and put your, 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 your efforts out into the world, things shift. So I'm learning that nothing is ever going to be perfect as far as just everything going your way and all that good stuff. So definitely learning, definitely learning. So I hope you had a a good Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving was pretty chill, went with a few of my family members and we actually went out to eat. So this was a no cook Thanksgiving, which was great because Sometimes that whole thing and trying to make arrangements and who's going to do what, that to me is, it's just not really something I want to do all the time. So just to be able to go out to a nice restaurant on Thanksgiving, no less, which I don't even know if I've ever done that before. I didn't even realize that restaurants were open on Thanksgiving. So um, 
it was really nice. It was nice to see some of my family members and to spend time with my daughter and just eat some good food and just hang out and let other people kind of serve us and take care of us for that day. So that was good. I did feel guilty though. I'm not going to lie because of course, if someone is serving me, that means they're working on the holiday. So I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I just, I don't know if I felt completely good about that, but I guess the restaurant was open and I was told this is where we're going. So that's kind of what it was, but yeah. So all in all, I hope you had an excellent Thanksgiving and that you are easing your way into these holiday streets, (laughs) uh, gently, smoothly allowing yourself some grace and, um, taking some moments for yourself because the t- this time of the year can be very stressful as I am sure you ain't new to this. I'm sure you already know that this, this time of the year for a variety, excuse me, a variety of reasons can be pretty stressful. So, um, speaking of which I want to talk to you today about some signs of burnout, some signs of, of, anxiety creeping in, you know, some signs that you just might be a little bit stressed. Okay. And maybe you just don't really notice it, or it's just so ingrained in who you are and in your routine that it just kind of, it's just a part of, of your norm. You know, isn't that amazing how once we get into a habit of certain things, like completely transparent moment here, I have a major (laughs) I have a major potty mouth. I have a major potty mouth, like cuss like a sailor. I'm not going to even lie. I do. I do. And I know God's not pleased, you know, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that you should or should not cuss or whatever. This is really not the point. It's about me. I feel like God has told me I need to really watch my mouth and I'm trying my best, but all that to say, when you kind of get into certain habits, they just become a part of you. And then you don't even realize that, you know, that you're doing it or that you're feeling a certain way or that you're reacting a certain way. So, um, I thought this would be a good time since again, we're kind of smack dab in the holiday or the busy season. Um, excuse me. I thought this would be a good time to talk about stress and burnout and anxiety because I know that I have dealt with that and right now I am dealing with stress and stress is not necessarily a bad thing depending on what you know what it's for but the stress that I'm talking about is the kind where there's just like you're just constantly stressing there's no resolution and that stress just keeps building and building and building like there's no release so that you can get out of that because we weren't created to stay in that physical state of stress. You know what I mean? Just stress and anxiety and burnout. Those are harmful reactions and feelings. Um, I think that they are signs that we definitely need to pay attention to because if we don't, they can snowball and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we're talking about health issues and, 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 just different things like that. So I think it's best to really pay attention to your body, really pay attention to your body and listen to what it's, what your body is telling you and your body 
and your habits, they're going to give you signs that you can either pay attention to or, or not, you know? Um, but I want to make sure that you're catching the signs that maybe affect you, you know, that you don't even really notice because I know that I have some things that I do and I have to stop myself and, and take a step back because I know that if I don't slow down and simmer down, they're going to snowball because it's happened before. So these are some things that I've noticed with myself. They may not necessarily apply to you, but my point of this episode is to share um, things that I've noticed that, that I do or either presently or, you know, in the past or whatever that were clear indicators that something was not was not right. They were clear indicators that, um, I was stressed a F <laughs> okay. Stressed out a F burnt out, crispy, like burnt toast, like just, just stressed out uh, and, or just anxious, stressed out, whatever. So here are some things that I've noticed that you may notice as well. So One of the things that I notice when I'm kind of like on the burnout express (laughs) is the negative self-talk, the negative self-talk. When I am like stressed out and just exasperated or that anxiety is starting to creep in, that fear is starting to creep in, the negative self-talk, it's like it just instantly wants to kick in. That negative self-talk like instantly wants to kick in and just tell me all the things I'm doing wrong, all the ways something ain't going to work. Tell me, you know, all the people that don't like me, um, just tell me how I've screwed up this, that, and every situation, how I'm never going to do X, Y, Z, um, how I'm going to lose, you know, out on opportunities or get fired from a job or, you know, just that negative, just that really nasty, vile, negative self-talk that just kind of keeps you down. When I am anxious, that is when that negative self-talk, it just loves to try to creep back up and put these like these thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm having these thoughts and you know, when you have negative thoughts, those thoughts turn into words, those words turn into like actions, those actions evolve into life altering situations, you know? So I am like huge on trying to affirm myself. I'm huge on trying to just stay within, um, neutral or positive, um, mental or self-talking kind of situations. But I realize that when I'm like, just right on the edge of just like being completely like busted down and, and, and burnt out, like the, the negative self-talk is just like major. It's like huge. And if you're anything like me, that's definitely something that you want to keep in check because the things that we think about ourselves, things that we say about ourselves, um, those words, those intentions, they have, they, they, they can cause actions and reactions and they're not necessarily what we are going to want. So I try my best not to speak negative over my life. I try like, so for example, if I have a negative thought, what was the negative thought that I had today? It was like, 
ah, shoot. I can, honestly, I should have written it down. I completely forgot. Um, but there was something that I thought, but I like to, when I, when I'm aware of it, I'll try to counter it or I'll try to pull myself up out of that, that negative space because I don't want to stay there too long. Um, you know, I'll look at what I'm saying to myself and sometimes there's some truth to it. Um, not necessarily that, like, for example, if my negative self-talk is you are so stupid. I know that I'm not stupid, but perhaps I did something that just, <laughs> it didn't make sense. And so I may need to look at what I've done, but as far as like just staying in that, that negative self-talk headspace, I try to bring in some positive affirming words and, and love to myself because I don't want to stay in that space. So that's definitely one of them negative self-talk. Um, another thing when I'm like burnt out or just like super stressed out, that's when I am the sickest. That is definitely, definitely when I'm the sickest. Like I can just tell, like I will just have a, I'll have like a headache my throat will hurt. I'll kind of feel like I have the flu. It never fails. Like I can totally tell, um, just by that alone when I'm just like doing way too much because it's like the body or my body just wants to maybe shut down to protect itself and make me rest. Um, but I just have this flu like feeling without the flu. And I'm not sure if you can relate or if you know what I'm, I'm trying to to, to, um, put out there, but it's just like this certain feeling that I get, it's just, I'll have like this headache and my throat will be hurting and I'll just have just like, I'll just feel worn down. And so I was getting that a lot during certain periods of my life and I couldn't figure out why do I keep, you know what I mean? Why does this keep happening? But then I put two and two together and I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I understand why I feel like this is because my body is, it's basically not only is it trying to make me slow down, but, or, you know, to rest, but I think it's a way for me to just kind of step back in and realize that I am just like completely overloaded and run down and I need to take care of myself right away. So the body is amazing. It will definitely let you know what you need when you need it. But the thing is, at least for me, I don't like to get to that point where I'm just so stressed out or anxious about something where I will make myself sick. So if I start to feel it coming up, coming on, that's when I just know, okay, stop. You need to stop whatever it is right now that you are just stressing out over. You need to stop <laughs> because ain't no sickness. You know what I mean? It, it's just not worth it to me. So, um, I've learned to pay attention to the way my body is feeling. Um, I know when I've eaten something that I shouldn't have because my body tells me almost immediately that it did not like it. I know when I'm not getting enough rest because my body will definitely let me know, not just even just being sleepy, but I can just, it just, you just, you move differently and you feel differently. Um, when your body is talking to you in a sense, um, and letting you know that something is awry. So that's definitely another one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Something else that I definitely have talked about and I do when I am just like stressed out is I grind my teeth. Woo. Yes, I grind my teeth 
And I'm just so thankful that I still have teeth in my mouth because I have been doing this for years. And I've tried the mouth guards, though I haven't really had that super expensive one. I've had the ones, let's see, I've had like a few from the store. Um, and actually, I found a mouth guard on Amazon that might have been a couple of hundred dollars that I might try. Um, it's actually molded to your mouth. It's pretty much the, the factory that the dentist used. So you're basically cutting out the dentist and they do the molds of your teeth and you send it in the send it back in the mail and all that good stuff. And it's probably 50 percent of what the dentist would charge. And I need to actually get one of those now that I'm thinking about it. But man, grinding my teeth, clenching my teeth or clenching my jaw muscles together. I do it a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and with that also, not only is it, it, is it like bad for my teeth, but it's like, when I wake up in the morning, cause usually I do it at nighttime. And when I wake up in the morning, it's just like a mental thing because it's like, ah, oh, you know, I did it again, you know, and it's something that I'm trying not to do. So if I do it and then I wake up, you know, and I, and I realize I, I was grinding my teeth at night or clenching my jaws really tightly, <laughs> um, then I'm, you know, that might be something that will kick in that negative self-talk that we just talked about. So I have to be careful um, and not allow myself to really go down that road. Like just, you know, acknowledge it. I did it. Try to solve the issue and and just move on and not go down that negative self-talk road. But definitely clenching my jaws, clenching my teeth, grinding my teeth. Um, that is a huge one. So I definitely do that. And maybe you do too. So I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that on this episode. Um, another one that I definitely do, and I know you're going to feel me on this one is my shoulders will be up all the way to (laughs) basically my eyebrows. And this one is crazy because I, I, I try to be very aware of my body. And it's not always possible, um, but I try to be aware of my body. So if I'm slouching, I'll try to sit up straight if I remember, you know, um, and different things like that. But man, like to keep your shoulders down and your spine long and just to sit up and not be hunched over. It just feels so, I, I just feel much more confident and open when I sit and stand like that, but I realize that a lot of times I'm so like anxious or, or whatever that I'll look around and realize that my freaking shoulders are up to my ears and I'm hunched, you know, and I can tell that I'm trying to like, I kind of equate it with, I'm trying to hide into myself if that makes any sense, like maybe I don't want to be seen or I'm struggling with something. So I'm trying to protect myself. That's kind of how I look at it. And I could be completely off base. Um, but that's how I see it. Like I'm not sitting tall and confident and strong and just open. Um, you know what I mean? I'm just kind of like squeezing my body and getting smaller and smaller and smaller and, and just trying to work through whatever is causing me tension and just be done with it. But it's not possible because I am just so scrunched up and my shoulders are up around my ears. You know what I mean? That I, 
I'm not even capable of fully being myself because I'm just in this protective shell, if you will. That's, that's what I really think it is. It's like just shoulders up, just protection. That's how I think of it. Just trying to protect my, myself from something, what I don't know. Um, but I have tried to be very aware of just taking a minute to breathe, slowing down, loosening up my shoulders and my jaws <laughs> too, you know, because I think they kind of coincide, but like relaxing my jaw, um, pulling my shoulders down, sitting up straight, taking some deep breaths and things like that. So that's another one. Definitely like the shoulders up around your, your eyebrows and just being all tight and tensed up and like, maybe you're ready to spring into action or something. I don't know. Um, but that's definitely something that I do. Um, something else that I've noticed when I'm super stressed out is just this chest pain. Like my, I have this, I have this pain in my chest. No, it is not a heart attack. Um, and it's kind of hard to describe, but maybe you too have experienced it. Um, definitely, definitely in, in line with anxiety for sure. This one is like a hundred percent, um, in alignment with when I am just feeling really anxious. It's kind of like a panic attack for me. Thankfully, I don't really have these sensations anymore, but it was a point where they were so bad. Like I had gone to the hospital a few times, maybe even emergency once, um, because I thought that I was having, you know, a major medical situation. I don't even want to say, but you know, an H a, <laughs> and, um, you know, they do the EKGs and, and different things and, you know, it's fine. So it's just like, there is just this tightness, this pain sometimes, um, that I would have. And, and I remember this was years ago. It would be like, I would, I would feel like I was having it a lot. So I know that years ago I was going through some really stressful times. Like when I was in my maybe late twenties, early thirties, it was like a certain window of time when I was really, really having that pain in, in my chest. And during those times, you know, my daughter was younger, single parenting, working, just dealing with the regular, well, just typical, I should say not regular, but typical stress stressors. And I would get that sensation and it would keep me up for who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. 
Feeling more grounded and relaxed is black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Way's Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Hours. Usually it was at night and it would keep me up for hours. And it would be so incredibly painful and it would just last and last and last and last. So, I mean, I knew I wasn't having a heart attack because it would happen so many times. And it would just last and last and last. And um, there were some things that I did to, to kind of stop that feeling. One of them was I stopped with the caffeine tremendously and that definitely helped. Um, but yeah, when I was like, not even aware of how stressed I was. Like I would have that, that chest pain and I would know, okay, I am, I'm stressed out. You know what I'm saying? I'm burnt out. My body's telling me that it is stressed beyond measure. And this is how it's, it's telling me. So I really had to slow down and, and make some lifestyle changes. And I would say I have that feeling now, maybe, I don't even know, a few times a year, a couple of times a year. Uh, I'm not really sure, but it's not even really an issue anymore. Um, but definitely my body was speaking to me with that chest pain. So I wanted to make sure that I added to that, excuse me, added that to the list in case that was something that you dealt with too. Um, trying to think of what else that I deal with. Okay. Now here's one. I'm just going to keep it real with you. This is something that I do. I did, and I'm definitely working on it. Something else that I do is like I pick at my skin. 
when I am like super stressed and just like on, on the verge of just full on just burnt out mode and just struggling, you know, with my mental health or just, you know, just being myself, like I will just pick, like pick at my cuticles, bite my nails, like just pick my skin. And it is gross. Number one. I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone speaking about this, though I have read about it on the internet. And yeah, it is a little embarrassing to talk about, but it's the truth. Um, But just doing this picking at my skin because it's, and I think this is more so like on the spectrum of anxiety and just dealing with anxiety. Um, But I noticed that when I am feeling like super anxious about something, that is like my go-to. And I think I do it because it helps me to take my mind off of whatever it is. Um, And sometimes I'm not even aware of what I'm stressed out about. You know what I mean? But that stress is there. But I think it helps to soothe and to keep my mind off of things. Um, I will find a small, quote unquote, imperfect piece of skin on my nail or my hand or something and you know, I will just try to pick at it so that it becomes smooth like the rest of my skin or it'll become perfect, you know, or you know what I mean, quote unquote, perfect like the rest of my skin and definitely would do this so much. I mean, it was, it would get so bad that it was painful, like how I was doing it. It was absolutely painful to be able to, um, because the skin that was affected would be not infected, but affected like what, when I would pick, um, it would be, I would do it till it was almost raw. You know what I mean? So definitely want to make sure I mention that in case you too have ever experienced that. And it's something that I noticed actually my mom does too. So I'm not sure if that was a visual thing that I saw that got passed down or coincidence. I really don't know. Obviously I'm not a professional. I'm just speaking about, um, things that affect me that I could share with you, but it's just something about doing that. That definitely has to do with anxiety. I'm like almost a hundred percent positive about that. And like I said, I wanted to share that because even though it is super embarrassing to have a habit like that, um, you know, if there's someone out there that's listening, that has something that they do, maybe, um, pulling out their hair or cutting themselves or, or things like that, like self-harming kind of things um, due to their anxiety or, or their mental health status. I want you to know that you are definitely not alone, period, at all. You are not alone. You are not by yourself. It is definitely something that I struggle with too. I try to keep it at bay, um, thankfully, but it is something that I too really heavily struggle with and still sometimes do struggle with. So just know that you're not out there alone. Um, if you have some type of habit that you do that, um, others may not quite understand or, or you might feel embarrassed about, because I certainly feel embarrassed about it, but I want to make sure that I shared that piece of me and mentioned it on this podcast episode. Um, I will say one other thing is mood swings, like just, you know, just the up downs, you know, just having these mood swings where sometimes you're just really angry, 
because you're just like right on the the verge of just you know just kind of exploding you're just so stressed out like even this morning because I like right now as much as I talk about self-care I want you to understand something that I don't have all the answers and I am I am not perfect okay I'm not a, a licensed professional I'm just you know I'm Brie the host from the brown girl self-care podcast <laughs> so um but I got annoyed with my daughter this morning and I think it's because I was stressed out about some holiday stuff that I was trying to do that did not work out and so she was up here or up here like you can see where I'm where I am she was upstairs in her bedroom it was probably about maybe about eight o'clock this morning I guess and she had stayed up late so I just knew that I was gonna have the whole morning to myself usually right she's not gonna get up until 11 12 o'clock or maybe you know 11 between 10 11 o'clock well, that was not to be today. Okay. So I get out of bed, I go downstairs so I can start writing and, and, you know, journaling and, and doing some stuff for myself. And lo and behold, I hear the upstairs floor creak. I hear her bed creak. I hear the door creak. I hear footsteps going into her bath or to the, the bathroom in the hallway. And I just said, damn, <laughs> said damn like seriously I was just like so annoyed I was just like damn I hadn't had any coffee I had not I, I had not even had a chance to crack open my journal and write one damn sentence in my journal like nothing I had done no breathing no praying no just sitting in silence for 10-15 minutes nothing do you hear me nothing and um I was already, like I said, I'm just feeling a little, a little razzle dazzled, a little stressed out. And to hear that and to think that you're going to have like an hour to yourself and then you hear those footsteps, <laughs> hear those footsteps, you're just like, oh my God. So she came, to, <laughs> she came downstairs. No, what did she say? She's no, she called from the stairs. She was like, good morning, friend. <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, don't come down here. <laughs> sorry for laughing but that is so like I'm just keeping it real that was real I was like do not come down here and then she went to the bathroom and then she went back to her bedroom and I had to call her because I was too lazy to go upstairs but I called her on the phone maybe like a couple minutes after she got back in the bed and I was just like I'm so sorry I am just grumpy I am not in a good mood and I apologize like that for me just to have to apologize to someone is like a big deal for me but I was like you know what I want her to know that she is worth apologies. Um, I want her to know that she is worth people respecting her. You know what I'm saying? And when someone makes a, a, a mistake, they apologize and explain themselves, you know? So that's what I did. I, I just was straight up with her. I said, you know, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for being grumpy, blah, 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 blah. And so she was like, okay. And so we just moved on with our day. And I wasn't even salty anymore. I felt more bad after I kind of like lashed out, you know. And so these mood swings are just kind of having these these feelings of like being mad for like trivial things and or sad about something, you know, that really, I don't know, really isn't that bad to be super sad about. Like, I just know that when I'm like 
stressed out or, or feeling these feelings of anxiety that sometimes I'll have mood, like my mood would kind of be up and down. So, um, when I kind of lash out or have an attitude, like I say, ashy attitude, then I know that there's a reason for that. And it's typically not the person that I lashed out at. I have an ashy attitude for a reason and I need to figure out what that reason is. So in today's case, I was feeling stressed and I just wanted some time to myself alone to kind of do my thing. And I didn't get that. And so I lashed out. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think I gave maybe about four or five, possibly six or seven, uh, uh, things that I notice when I am just like right on the edge of burnout. Oh, one other thing I want to mention is when I'm just like right on the edge, sometimes I'll know it because I am, my body is just like super drained. Like I have no energy. I am like utterly exhausted to the max, like just super, super tired. And, and that isn't necessarily even when I'm getting good sleep, you know what I mean? Or a full night of sleep. Um, I'll still be just drained, utterly drained. And I'll know that that's, that's my body's way of telling me that something's not right. I'm, I'm probably just like, I need to slow down and, and, and just really analyze what's going on because for my body to, there was a time when I was like always tired, like always tired, like couldn't do anything. Um, and it could have actually been a part of my depression too. I'm not sure, but just, just, constantly being tired and having like no energy and just feeling so just like worn down and run down and this after just constantly doing this for this person running back and forth or getting up early staying up late you know those kind of things it's like that definitely is wear and tear on your body believe it or not and I guess if you're to the point where you're exhausted I'm hoping that you are really going beyond the sleep you know, like if you're not getting enough sleep, then that's one thing, of course, then you may want to look into your habits, right? Um, but if you are going to bed, for example, on time and waking up at the appropriate time, and you feel like you're getting good sleep, then maybe you need to look into some other areas and make sure that, um, you know, your health is good, kind of analyze, you know, are there any things that are stressing me out? How am I feeling these days? You know, what's what's happening right now in my life? Where am I right now in my life that might be causing me to feel not only the exhaustion, but any of the things, you know, from mood swings to to the, the grinding of the teeth? Like, where am I right now mentally and emotionally? What What's going on? Just, you know, checking in with yourself. And I think this is super important. Like, I, I read a statistic um, when I was doing some online research about burnout and anxiety. And this was from uh, an article from the New York Times. And it said one in five Americans are dealing with anxiety. Um, however, women are twice as likely as men to deal with with these kind of issues. And I'm just like, gee, <laughs> I wonder why. And that's sarcasm. Obviously, it's like, gee, I wonder why women would feel that way. And on top of that, can you imagine or I'm sure you can because you are a black woman. I was going to say, can you imagine how a black woman would feel? But obviously you can because you are um, a black woman. And it's like we 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 suffer in silence um, or alone. You know, we have to always 
put up that brave front and you know the whole superwoman syndrome thing um we're dealing with things you're familiar with racism domestic violence sexual assaults uh, microaggressions um pressure pressures of just life in general so it's like we're dealing with a lot i don't think a lot of us realize how much we are dealing with like the the average black woman is dealing with on a day-to-day basis and when you are tense and dealing with mood swings and burnout and and these negative i guess kind of habits you really need to look into that. You really need to look into that and see what the root is for the situation um, because you don't want things to snowball. Now, what makes it challenging is that, you know, doctors rarely give us their full attention when you go, you know, and getting to the doctors for some of us is already a challenge. Um, Right now, I don't have medical insurance, so I'm thankful that I have no major issues right now, thank God. Um, but you know, insurance is expensive, and going to um, what are they like therapists and 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 counselors and and psychologists and and all that? That's not cheap. It's expensive. Um, and and then on top of that, it's not always accessible for us. And then we go to these doctors, and some of them rarely even give us like their full attention. They're either super busy. Or on top of that, they really don't, don't listen to us. They don't believe the things that we say. They, or they discount it. They discount our experiences. And, but what they're good for is, you know, pushing drugs, pushing medicine. And this is not to say that medicine is bad. If I need to take medicine, um, I unwillingly will because <laughs> I don't like to take medicine. But if something is prescribed, you know, I will take it. But um, it's just not easy to find the resources that we need. It's not easy to find a doctor that cares and listens and has time, you know, since they're usually so busy. Um, it, it's, it's just not easy. So you compound that with just the things that we deal with on a super regular basis. Um, and it's no wonder why we just get to that edge of feeling burnt out, overworked, overtasked, um, and just anxious. So one thing, if I can leave you with anything, um, I would say is, just to try to reach out to people that you know care. Try to reach out. Try to build a community. I'm I'm learning. I have learned and I am learning. Just with the, the podcast interviews that I've done in the last few months and with the sister friends that I have connected with um, over the last, you know, few years is that your community, your tribe, your village they are so important. They are so important. And sometimes all you need is for someone to, to see you struggling in that water, you know, and, and see you raising your hand and just extend their hand to you and just kind of help pull you up a little bit. You know, sometimes that's, that's just exactly what you need. Someone that looks like you, that understands 
where you're coming from, what you are experiencing. They can listen without judgment. They can offer advice if you ask for it. But just having that village, and it doesn't have to be a huge village. It doesn't have to be a huge village. You don't have to have 50 people in your village. You don't have to have 200 people in your squad. You might have three people. You might have 10 people. You might have one person as a part of your village. But I'm learning that when it comes to self-care, we really can't and aren't an island unto ourselves. Um, And if we are, we're definitely going to have a harder time in these, like I said, in these burnt out streets, in these anxiety laced streets, (laughs) because we need people. We need that village. We need understanding women behind us that support us and that also we can in turn support. We need to, to, to get, we need to receive and we need to give. I think there's a balance in there that really helps us to just live a better life, be a better person, have a healthier existence. And that's definitely what I'm all about. So no, I don't have a large tribe, but I do have a few sister friends that I can, if needed, um, call them, text them, um, Facebook messenger, messenger them, (laughs) message them on Facebook, um, whatever. And it definitely helps because I'm telling you just, just to have to deal with this anxiety of the day to day and the stress of the day to day. Um, if you don't have someone in your corner, if you don't have someone on your team, um, be it your doctor, therapist, friends, some type of outlet or way of release, that's that, that toxic, like stress is going to build up and you definitely don't want that. So, um, you got to find outlets to kind of just alleviate and, and let go and to release um, releasing is super important. So, um, actually, by the way, I, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast ever, but I will put a link in the notes of this episode. I do have a Facebook community, a small tribe of women, um, that are working on their self-care. If you are in need of community, um, I invite you to click the link in the profile and, um, check us out check us out. You are definitely welcome. And that's, um, for the Brown Girl self-care Facebook community. So yeah, check it out. So, um, hopefully this episode you found helpful, just some signs that you might be on the burnt out express or dealing with some unresolved anxiety, anxiety, excuse me, or stress. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. If you need to reach me, feel free to do so at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. And as always, I hope you have a beautiful week and I will talk to you soon.